really be a catalyst. So uh, let's share my screen again. It may be quick, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, so session 65, question three. I have assumed that the reason that so many wanderers and those harvested third density entities who have been transferred here. So I find that interesting where they say that some wanderers are already harvested from previous third density uh, experiences and then they come here. So I just wanted to point that out. But they find it a privilege and an exceptionally beneficial time to be incarnate upon this planet is that the effect that I just spoke of gives them the opportunity to be more fully of service because of the increased seeking. Is that correct? And they answer, this is the intention which wanderers had prior to incarnation. There are many wanderers whose dysfunction with regard to the planetary ways of your peoples have caused uh, a, a condition of being caught up in a configuration of mind complex activity to the corresponding extent may prohibit the intended service. So some wanderers get lost, you know, and, and caught up in uh, everything going on that they are just not living up to their full uh, potential. Uh, next question is, I notice that you're speaking more slowly than usual. Okay, so we don't particularly have to go over that one, but it's interesting that they do point out, um, you know, pain was causing Carla to uh, channel more slowly than usual. Um, so the next question being, now, I have I properly analyzed a condition that creates a possibility of greater service? as follows number one seniority by vibration of incarnation has greatly polarized those upon the surface now so when they're talking about seniority of vibration they're talking about um when a planet cycle comes to an end they typically try to send uh harvested or nearly harvested individuals uh into an incarnation on that particular planet to try to uh, assist in finishing out that harvest for them individually and uh, but it also helps the collective as well raise the vibration of the whole planet since these uh, individuals um, well as I said before possibly already harvested from third density spheres and are coming here to finish out uh, the harvest essentially or the lessons they need to be learned um, as well as those nearly harvested, so just a little bit more. Um, and again, as I said, it, it greatly assists the whole planet, the whole collective. The influx of wanderers has greatly increased the mental configuration, I might say, towards things of a spiritual nature. This, I would assume, would be one of the factors creating an, a better atmosphere for service. Is this right? And Ross says yes. Okay, so number one was seniority vibration. Okay, influx and wonder has greatly increased the mental towards things of a more spiritual nature. So never underestimate the 
uh, will of one person to be spiritually seeking to not affect the collective. So that means ourselves. Never underestimate your role in this. One person, just like voting, uh, one vote could push forward an entirely different uh, outcome of an election. One vote can make a difference. Uh, moving on, and this is kind of where they get into, as we move into, uh, you know, further streamings of fourth density, we're going to notice a few changes. With the coming changes as we progress into fourth density, changes not only of the physical third density planet due to the heating effect, but also the changes that are heralding fourth density vibrations, such as the ability of people to perform what we call paranormal activities. I'm assuming that both of these are also and will act as a catalyst to create a greater seeking. Is this correct? And um, this is partially correct. Process. So let's see how they um, uh, detail this one. The paranormal events occurring are not designed to increase seeking, but are manifestations of those who vibr whose vibratory configuration enables these entities to contact the gateway to intelligent infinity. So this is our indigo ray. These entities are capable of paranormal service, may determine to be of such service on a conscious level. Well, some might use these paranormal, so-called paranormal abilities to um, be of service in that way. However, this is a function of the entity and its free will and not the paranormal activity. So the, it's not the paranormal activity, the abilities that are causing a seeking. It's because those individuals are seeking that these things are happening. The correct portion of your statements and the greater opportunity for service to the many changes that will offer many challenges, difficulties, and seeming distresses within your illusion to many who, many who then will seek to understand, if we may use this misnomer, the reason for the malfunctioning of the physical rhythms of their planet. So people that are going, what in the world is going on? Like there's gotta be a reason for this. What is the true meaning behind everything that's actually happening? So, and I know myself, I go through that quite often, especially with the um, outward catalyst that we have currently. Uh, moving on. Moreover, there exists the probability possibility vortices which spiral towards your bellicose action. So bellicose is being aggressive. Many of these vortices are not of the nuclear war, but of the less annihilatory, but more lengthy so-called conventional war. This situation, if formed, would offer many opportunities for seeking and for service. So they're saying this, this wartime activity and, and, you know, keep in mind, I mean, this was in the 80s. 81, I think, is when this session was, was channeled. So 
Um, you know, they were looking ahead. Of course, I, there was things going on in the 80s, too. But um, as far as how do we apply it to the now times? I mean, this is also happening at our current time. They're saying that these, this lengthy conventional war can really make people uh, wonder how they can help and be of service to others. <clears throat> um, how would conventional warfare offer the opportunities for seeking and service? So here's where we get a really cool answer. And I say cool because it explains exactly to a T on what's going on uh, today globally, nonetheless. They answer, the possibility probabilities exist for situations in which great portions of your continent and the globe in general might be involved in the type of warfare which you might liken to the guerrilla warfare. The ideal of freedom from the so-called invading force of either the controlled fascism or the equally controlled social common ownership of all things, so communism, communism or fascism takeover, would stimulate great quantities of contemplation upon the great polarization implicit in the contrast between freedom and control. So here we have the idea of a fascist takeover or a communism takeover. And what it causes is people to think, well, what is freedom and what is control? And um, I mean, I think we can all agree that that's pretty well what we're seeing. At least I hope there there's others out there that are really contemplating what is actual freedom and what is actual control. And are we individually pursuing these things, either pursuing freedom or are we pursuing control? Okay. In this scenario, which is considered at this time space nexus, the idea of obliterating value, valuable sites and personnel would not be considered a useful one. Okay. Other weapons would be used, which do not destroy as your nuclear arms would. So no nuclear war. In this ongoing struggle, the light of freedom would burn within the mind-body-spirit complexes capable of such polarization. So everything's going according to plan, I guess. Um, it's, it's, it's horrible as it seems. Um, I do hope we can all have the common ground that absolutely this is making that light of freedom burn inside of us all. Okay. Uh, so the joke's on them, I guess. Moral of the story. Uh, this is making us polarize. So lacking the opportunity for overexpression of the love of freedom, the seeking for inner knowledge would take root, aided by those brothers and sisters of sorrow, which remember their calling upon this fear. Now, the brothers and sisters of sorrow uh, and other sessions of love one, I mean, these are... Um, entities which heard the calling from this planet and then uh, were the ones that found um, great service in coming here and helping out finish out this cycle. So wanderers in a sense. Okay, so what they're saying, I think, is with this light of freedom burning inside 
some individuals capable of polarizing, okay, because that is happening and because they're having a hard time expressing it, although except maybe internally, but it's still happening internally, um, that um, in turn, um, the, the wanderers root the seeking, the wanderers root the seeking as the, uh, the desire for freedom burns inside. Okay. Uh, it does kind of, um, yeah, it does say which remember they're calling upon the sphere. So those wanderers who do possibly remember why they are here. And even if you don't, I, I, I have a belief that there's others out there that are doing seeking through this entire time, even though they may not have the complete um, understanding that they are a wanderer, even though they are, but they know that they're seeking. So, such as those in uh, mainstream religions, you know, Christianity, they may be taking a Christianity route, but they are nonetheless very much seeking some. I think the calling happens um, in any way, you know, like um, I heard from a video once, not my words, but, you know, a creator or God or whoever, whoever it is that anybody thinks of as a, um, uh, uh, the original force, you know, the original source behind anything. If you haven't seen, you know, your child in a while, okay, and... 18 years go by and then suddenly they show up at your house you know does it because they're seeking you okay and you're the father they're seeking you and they show up after 18 years does it really matter what car they come in <laughs> so you're not gonna be like oh you came in a chevy how dare you it doesn't matter oh you chose christianity or catholicism or or buddhism to to get here does it really really matter the whole point is they've come back home okay they've come back to the creator so it does not matter uh how you get there uh moving on let me just make sure my internet is stable this time it looks to be okay uh session 65 question 8 are you saying that this is possible, that this possible condition of war would be more greatly spread across the surface of a globe than anything we have experienced in the past, past and therefore touch a larger percentage of the population in this form of catalyst? So very familiar to what we're seeing today. And, you know, this is in a session with what they're talking about is as we further progress into these in-streamings of energy. So and, um, Rod did say that the in-streamings of energy did actually start back in 1936, I believe, somewhere around in there. So we are getting the energies. It's just kind of taking it a level higher. Uh, Rod just does say, yeah, this is correct. Those... There are those now experimenting with one of the major weapons in this scenario. That is the so-called psychotronic group of devices, 
which are being experimentally used to cause such alterations in wind and weather, as well result in eventual famine. Okay. I don't think anybody argues there that this is going on. <laughs> so, if this prog pro program is not countered and proves experimentally satisfactory, the methods in this scenario would be made public. There would then be what those whom you call the Russians hope to be a bloodless invasion of their personnel in this and every land deemed valuable. However, the peoples of your culture have little, uh, um, have little thought for bloodless surrender. I wish Ra would really use words I can pronounce. <laughs> anyway, so that's really interesting, and I and I'm, I can't a hundred percent confirm it. That's the um, scenario that happened over the last year and a half, but it's rather particular. Uh, I don't think anybody argues that you know wind and weather alterations are being used. Um, and if they continue, then yeah, they're going to cause famine because they're moving, they're they're causing droughts in some areas, and they're causing huge storms in, in other areas. And uh, some of this is being caused by the increase in energies, um, absolutely. But um, never discount that you know there are people on this planet that are doing things a little more on purpose. So. Um, so they go in to talk a little bit about Edgar Casey and uh, time talking about earth changes. Um, and basically, in a nutshell, their answer is, you know, Edgar Casey was seeing what they call uh, the Akashic Records, and he was seeing possibilities, you know. And, and pretty much they explained that, you know, say you go to the grocery store and you're, you're wanting to get some type of item for breakfast. Well, an item for breakfast can consist of a couple of dozen things. So, you know, they know that you're going to eat breakfast, but the items that you're going to choose are your own choosing. So he was seeing these as possibilities as far as the earth changes goes. There will be earth changes, is what they're saying, but it's hard to tell which ones and how extreme. It really depends on us, on how we can uh, be more forgiving and compassionate uh, and, and choose um, a peaceful and more effective route for individually and the collective as opposed to our, um, you know, reactions of bellicose activity, which is aggressive, being aggressive. Okay. I think that's pretty well what they say in this next one, too. Here we go. And this is kind of where they talk a little bit about, um, you know, what monitors actually do and what they can do. So, uh, let's check internet. Okay, seems to be okay for now. Yeah. Okay, so going back to the law one. So question 11 out of session 65. 
Uh, this entire scenario of the next, shall I say, 20 years seems to be aimed at producing an increase in seeking. Okay, um, so 20 years from 1981 would be, you know, early 2000s, the turn of the millennium, turn of the millennium. Um, although I feel like things are going a little bit slower than this. Uh, however, in the awareness of natural creation, but also a terrific amount of confusion, was it the pre-incarnative objective of many of the wanderers to attempt to reduce this confusion? Right answers, it was the aim of wanderers to serve the entities of this planet in whatever way was requested. And it was also the aim of wanderers that their vibratory patterns might lighten the planetary vibration as a whole. Thus, um, uh, deteriorating the effects of planetary disharmony and uh, palliating any results of this disharmony. So palliating means um, lessening in, in a sense. So um, when somebody gets put into palliative care, uh, pretty much the same as, you know, hospice, where it's basically comfort, comfort. So they came to comfort just by being themselves. Their presence literally just comforts the collective. Specific intentions such as aiding in a situation not yet manifest are not the aim of the wanderers. Oh, okay. Uh, light and love go where they are sought and needed, and their direction is not planned to four times. So I've had to interject a few times. <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe that's just what I specifically agree to come to do. Sometimes I wonder what in the world I was thinking, you know, signing up for all of this. <laughs> but, whew. Um, you know, that, and I, I do want to go into a little bit of story. I guess so. Um, you know, once being in the medical fields and and then working through a little bit of COVID, you know, I was able to like see how it was going on on the inside and things, and you know, it was just terrifying because then I realized when all that was going on that it had been going on the whole time, and I was complicit almost, you know. Um, and then I ended up leaving because. Well, it wasn't my time to work in there anymore, and um, I was moving on to bigger and better things. And uh, But I also need to kind of shine a light on it a little bit. So then being on the other side of the receiving end of the medical industry, knowing how it was all working on the inside has proved um, that it's been an absolute test for me. <laughs> Just the things that 
she was having to go through and what they were telling her. And uh, he was being aggressive at home, so she couldn't have him back at home. And uh, so they were telling her, you know, we're trying to find residential for him, but it's taking too long. So if he's not going by tomorrow, then uh, we're, we're sending him to a homeless shelter. And so I, you know, responded by repeating back what they said to me. You know, I I wasn't mean. It's just like, so you're telling me it's taking too long. So you're threatening if they don't allow them back in the home, which they've already said no because of aggressiveness against small children, that he's going to be homeless. So it's like as soon as I repeated it back, it was like they're like, oh, shoot. So it's like. They don't, they don't know sometimes. I don't think the disharmony that they're causing, but just repeating back their words so that they can internalize it. Um, or, you know, also another route I could have taken was so, so in, if you were me and I was telling you that your son was going to be homeless because it's taking too long for your liking. You know, how would you respond? So I, I kind of forced them to be compassionate by, um, well, not forced, I guess, but allowing the opportunity for compassion, I guess is what I should say, uh, to take place so that they can understand what it is, the disharmony that they're causing. So, but this is something we all should be doing. If something isn't being done right, then we should say something. We don't have to be mean, but we don't necessarily have to be kind to somebody who's like, um, you know, invading our, our boundaries. We can stay firm in our boundaries and be a good person. We don't necessarily have to degrade the other person either. But we, we should, in my opinion, shine a light on what's going on. So, um, I don't know why I signed up for these huge catalysts, but I'll tell you what. Uh, let's move on now. I don't want to waste too much time. But I did want to offer that is uh, a way to help you guys, you know, if you are dealing with the same thing or something similar in a different industry or you're holding on to knowledge that something isn't being done right, um, say something, <laughs> say something. And if you know that that, that is the truth, um, then what are, you, what are you afraid of? If you've got the truth on your side, then, you know, go for it. This is the time. Okay, session 65, question 12. Uh, each of the wanderers here acts as a function of the biases, uh, biases he has developed in any way he sees fit to communicate or simply be in his polarity to aid the total consciousness of the planet. Is there any, shall I say, more physical way that he aids in? Uh, do the vibrations somehow add... Um, just his electrical polarity or charging of a battery. Do, do they admit frequency? I think it's what they're trying to ask, what I'm trying to ask. Does this also aid in the planet? Just the physical presence of the wanderers. So I might have already answered this question a little bit ago. That's okay. They do answer this is correct and the mechanism is precisely as you state. We intended this meaning in the second portion of your previous answer. You may note, uh, that as with any entities, each wanderer has its unique abilities, biases, and specialties, so that from each portion of density represented among the wanderers comes an array of pre-incarnative talents. Uh, 
things we've learned from elsewhere. The things the wanderers have learned from, um, you know, there's wanderers from fourth density, fifth density, and sixth density. So they are, you know, bringing through some things from um, uh, what they've done in past lives as higher vibrations. Which then may be expressed upon this plane, which you now experience, so that each wanderer and offering itself before incarnation has some special service to offer in addition to the doubling effect of planetary love and light and the basic function of serving as a beacon or a shepherd. Okay. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay. Um, so the doubling effect, I've meditated on this, and it's almost like a rippling. Okay, you know, like whenever you throw... Uh, a rock in a pond and it, it, the first ripple is really, really small and then it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. It's like each one is, is uh, double the size of the last and it just keeps growing. So this is kind of how I've come to understand the, the doubling effect where like a, the wanderers become like a ripple. Uh, thus, there are those of fifth density whose abilities to express wisdom are great. Uh, there are those fourth and sixth density wanderers whose ability to serve as, shall we say, passive radiators or broadcasters of love and love light are immense. So just broadcasting to be their personality, to be their personality, to be funny, to make people laugh, to uh, just be somebody that just lights up a room like that is assisting the collective you just somebody being themselves uh there are many others whose talents brought into the sensity are quite varied so there's a bunch there's a bunch so thus wanderers have three basic functions once the forgetting is penetrated the first two being basic and the third one the tertiary one being unique to that particular mind body spirit complex so three basic functions you know they were talking about was uh the unique abilities biases and specialties uh which they kind of bring with them from previous densities um and then they have broadcasting that love and love light broadcasting the higher vibration so and then whatever um is special to that one individual we may note at this point, while you ponder the possibility, probability of disease, that although you have many, many items which cause distress and thus offer seeking and service opportunities, there is always one container in that store of peace, love, light, and joy. This vortex may be small, but to turn one's back upon it. So they're saying it's possible for us to polarize towards harmony in one moment or one weekend, one day where we all just come out and in the streets and, you know, respect one another and be kind to one another and be happy for one another and dance together and forget everything that has torn us apart, you know, over decades, centuries, millennia, like religion and politics and all of that especially in the last few years uh, of something we're seeing more and more um, 
and you know it's not it's not us dividing each other it's you know the powers that think they are um they're really trying to push certain groups against each other is what i'm saying so if we just come together okay let's go down a little bit so okay the basis of this whole session is basically saying that war uh our propaganda of war in fact let me let me go up and cover that Uh, I don't think I'm spelling it correctly. Nope. Prep. Uh... No, that's okay. Basically, what they say is um, war propaganda of war can really motivate individuals to polarize towards one or the other. So you have one group on the planet that's causing uh, the idea that it's okay to make other people do what you want to do. That is control. Okay. And in my opinion, that is service to self. Um, and then you have a group over on the other side that's saying, no, everybody should be free. Everybody should be free. And in, in this country, especially in the USA, as I stated in the last one, um, you know, we, formed our country on the basis that each person itself was their own self-governing state. So if we really come together ag yet again and say, uh, you know, we are each capable of making our own decisions and controlling our own emotions, but that has, that takes a lot of work, you know, because there are people out there that just don't understand that they can control their own emotions or they don't want to. Uh, which means that we all have to work on our traumas and do that inner seeking and, you know, not allow the traumas to be speaking when we open our mouths and, um, you know, work on moving forward uh, together. Um, and, and I know I don't know what it's going to take for a large portion of our planet to be able to do that, but um, maybe it has to be something like... Uh, uh, you know, the, the electrical grid taken out. That way we were kind of made to mingle amongst the people and really figure out how to rebuild and figure out how to uh, come together and make things happen because we're going to have to eat. We're going to have to know how to grow our own food. Um, you know, we're not just going to be able to go down to the grocery store and, um, you know, get what we need. So we're going to have to learn how to can and um, work together, you know. So, um, I, I, here we're in the midst of learning how to do that again on my own property. So we've got a long way of learning to go yet, but we did our first year, which was deemed, you know, semi-successful. I mean, it pointed out to us the things that we needed to work on and, uh, learn more about and, uh, teach ourselves more about this or that, or, you know, talk to people that know how to do what it is that we're trying to do. Uh, other than that, um, humanity's got a long way to go. You know, I see people every day that just are still projecting everything. And um, they almost need to have 
a, I hate to say it, but a moment where they lose everything and they end up having to figure out how to do it themselves. I think, you know, in my own experience, it was when I couldn't do anything, you know, from being uh, uh, broken vertebrae and all kinds of things. I had to learn how to do everything from scratch again. That includes my own emotions and trauma healing and things like that. So, but let's end on that note. I'm not quite sure how much longer my internet is going to stay stable. I'm going to work on that over the next few days so it doesn't continue to be a problem. So, um, let's, I will see you all next week.